There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show podcast. It is April 5th, 2021. We are in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. I am joined by Action Jackson, Virgin yep. Pringle, Sauce Boss. What's yep. the word? Uh, it's just a wonderful day here in St. Louis, Missouri. Warm out, sunshine. What's the temperature, baby? I need to know. I need to know what the temperature is. Uh, off the top of my head, I would say it's probably 60. Seven or sixty-eight degrees. Let's check my weather app. I've got seventy on the iPhone. Uh, yeah, Ooh, and it's going to get up to like seventy-nine. Yeah, How it's going to be. It's real. It was. It was almost hot yesterday. I said yesterday when I was outside. I said this is the first time all year that I've said I'm hot. Wow! 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 Yeah. So well, that's great. Yeah. Good. It's awesome. Isn't Isn't there something Jackson mm-hmm. about sunlight? It's the truest statement I've heard in a while. Once you see that sun, and I have a my new apartment has these big windows. When the sunlight oh, comes brag. in, yeah. so humble braggy. Just yeah, I stare right at the parking garage. Uh, <laughs> it's huge, but uh, it it I see that sunlight come in, and it's just it's just a good feeling. I get a good feeling from it, and I know that there's a, a longer days ahead with the sunlight staying out later. Baseball season coming up, the Masters. It's all good stuff, man. It's the best. Yeah. It's the it's the best. Now I'm in a weird spot mm-hmm. because I plan on. Heading back to St. Louis on on or around April 30th. I don't even know what date uh, what what day April 30th is. I just know okay, it's a Friday, so that'd be kind of weird. I guess it wouldn't be bad that no. coming back then. But and I and I hear I don't know what to do about it mm. because I've been here now in Jupiter for three plus months. Drove mm-hmm. down. I think it was December 28th that I drove down. Got here on December 29th. My family's been with my my wife and son have been with me for. The entire time, um, my wife's parents went back at the beginning of March. They just flew back down last week, so they're here for another couple of weeks. And you would think you would get to a point where you'd go, okay, that's enough. (laughs) And now the weather in St. Louis is great, and I still don't like the idea of going back, and I don't know what that's about. And I know... And I don't know why this is. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like a psychoanalysis thing. I, yep. I love a theory. I always ask, I give uh, the audience homework assignments, but I'm truly looking for answers. Why some people take offense to that if you live in St. Louis. Because now we're not even talking about weather. Now we're just, this is just, for whatever reason, I don't know why I really like it here, even if the weather is your, t- I think it's going to be warmer there than it will be here. I think it's a high of 77 today, and I was looking as a high of 79 in St. Louis. So it's not a weather thing. I don't know. I know it's a weather thing in January, February, and March. Yeah, definitely. And I guess when I'm thinking about it, it's like, okay, if I get back and I'm, my first full day in St. Louis is May 1st, then in my mind you have, I guess we'll go, I'll go liberal with it, five full months of, of warm weather, sometimes super hot weather. Yeah which is just one month more than I will have spent here. Yep. But then October starts to tilt me. Mm, mm-hmm, definitely. I really, I really don't do well with it. 
I really don't do well with it. And then I'm thinking, then why? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, no, it's my I, family. That's my, my my not my immediate family. My immediate family being my wife and my son, but like my parents. But my parents aren't even in St. Louis right now. Yeah, I hear uh, they live there, but they're not there right now. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I truly don't know what it's about. But I was just as we were getting ready to start the podcast. I go, okay, because I had to check the date. I always give the date, April fifth. Mm-hmm. Oh, that means I have twenty five more days here. Which, if you were on a, a vacation, and it's weird, or you're in Florida on vacation. I'm like, no, I'm doing. I'm doing exactly what I would be doing in St. Louis. I do the show, but because I'm in Florida, I'm on vacation. It's a very strange thing. Yeah. But whatever. Neither here nor there. But if you were if you were starting a vacation on April fifth, and you weren't going to return from the vacation until April thirtieth. You would go, oh, my God, I have 25 days of vacation. That is the longest vacation ever. Yeah. But to me, I'm like, damn it, this is coming to an end. Yeah. It's all right. I don't know. I don't know how to rationalize this. I don't know if the best thing that could happen to me would be to spend, I hear tell, I think August and September. And you did some, albeit on the Tampa side, or Mm -hmm. no, Fort Myers. Yeah. What was on that Gulf side. Yeah. That August and September are the worst here. Yeah, oh, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's brutal. I mean, and the biggest thing I've always said because the humidity and temperature is very similar to St. Louis at that time of month, but the second the sun goes up, about seven o'clock in the morning, it is hot and humid. It doesn't and it yeah. doesn't stop until and even when the sun goes down at night, it's hot and humid. So it, it cooled off here over the last like few days, mm-hmm. but it never. I don't think it got to ninety. But mm-hmm. I'm telling you. And now, now, now I feel like I can talk about it a little more openly because the weather <laughs> thing doesn't get... I mean, again, I'm talking like it's 5% of the audience here, so it's really a waste. But people who are hypersensitive about me talking about living in, in Florida, for whatever reason, I'd, I'd, I'd ask you to dig inside why that bothers you. D- dig deep inside. I'm doing something that doesn't impact your life in any way, and it makes me happy. So it's a net positive. But why does it bother you? But either way, it's another... If you, if you <laughs> got an answer, Tim McKernan, InsideSTL.com. But... but it was so fucking hot, but it wasn't over 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, this is too fucking hot. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, okay, it's not even 90. I know it gets hotter. I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning is. I'm sure there's some science that could answer that in probably three seconds. But <laughs> all I know is it was like, hey, man, this is rough. This, yeah. is like, this is like legitimately rough. And we're in March when I was experiencing this. Well, so maybe for me to get over my wanting to live in Jupiter permanently thing, uh-huh. I need to yeah. experience mm-hmm. June, July, August, September to make it go away. But listen, I St. Louis, April through September, I'm all in. Even the first half of October is the bee's knees. Yeah. But God almighty, I start going into some kind of like negative energy mood when it cools down. Yep. So, I don't know. Well, what I'll say about Florida is in St. Louis, the season's transition. Like, throughout March, we've kind of been in a transition where it started at 40 and now we're close to 80. In Florida, it is beautiful one day and then it is red hot the next. And then it's yeah. red hot throughout. And then one day it comes out and it's crisp, cool air. There's no, it just kind of happens like that. And it happens in a hurry. Like, it gets yeah. hot in March. Well, it's the wind. Yeah. It's the wind. I mean, you, the mm-hmm. fronts come in. I was doing some kind of thing with a, like a ball fitting. I didn't even know this existed. Oh, you ever geez. heard of a ball fitting? Never. Yeah. It's probably just a way to get me to buy golf balls. <laughs> but either way, I was doing a ball fitting and I knew the wind was going to kick up out of the north and you could actually feel the front come through. I'm like, holy shit, the putt was breaking left to right. And now with the wind coming out of the north. Yeah. 
it now breaks right to left because it's blowing so damn hard. Yep. We don't get winds like that in St. Louis. I mean, no. this is just kind of constant. I mean, it's it, a day where it's not windy. I'm looking up right now. The trees aren't moving. It is so rare. In St. Louis, if it's windy like that, a storm is about to hit. Yeah, big time. There, maybe there is like two or three days a year where you just look outside and it's like cloudless mm-hmm. and it's just windy as hell. But yeah. down here, that's a regular, at least during the winter. Now, I haven't spent summer down here. Went to Disney World in 87. Don't remember the details. <laughs> that's more central Florida anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then my wife and I kind of talk about it. It really gets down to my parents, I think. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I've been doing, I haven't, I mean, I, I still haven't seen you in the <laughs> KFNS studios ever. Nope. We did a TMA live together in December. Yeah. Yeah. In St. Chuck. And yeah, yet to see you, your presence here in the KFNS studios, we can feel the presence. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm omnipotent. But uh, the, so I think it's been since October since I've done a show in the studios there. And then it was, I think maybe like in June and July and August and September, I was in studio or July, August and September. So mm-hmm. it's just, so it does, so in that sense, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I watch the stuff, the Fox Sports Go app or Fox Sports app, whatever the hell the app is, mm-hmm. watching Blues, watching Cardinals. Turn it on. My father-in-law is watching the Cardinal game with me. You know, I mean, it's yep. it's on. It's, so it doesn't really change anything. No. I don't know. I don't know. With technology I now, I mean, like, is, I mean, it's, you, you're just changing locations, but you can do everything you do here. Yeah, I know, and that's the thing. That's why some people are like, oh, I'm going to move to a really, you know, I don't know what the right word would be. I, rural isn't even the right word. Just, out in the, you know. Yeah, kind of in the middle of you just have a lot of solitude. You don't have a lot of people a around you. Location remote is what I was looking for. Thank you. you so it wasn't really that difficult, and I still <laughs> didn't come up with it. <laughs> and uh, and people are doing that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I it's it's a weird thing because when I get back to St. Louis, it's going to be warm. Yep. And it's not like you know, it's not like my day changes. I won't quote unquote be on vacation. Is it, it, it gets, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> no, the only interesting way to describe it. <laughs> Isn't it weird? Yeah. So I'm like I'm doing the exact same thing, but I'm in Florida, so I'm on vacation. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not. I'm doing the. I'm, you and I have a sound story coming up here in what a couple hours. Yeah. Sure. We got a busy day. We do. It's we did a hell a radio vacation. Show, podcast sound story. You know, well, I mean, but it's, but it's fine. I'm lucky enough to get to do what I get to do. So it's great. I'm not yeah, complaining awesome. at all. It's just because I'm in Florida. It's like, oh, you're on vacation. I'm like, no, I'm not yeah. doing the same fucking thing. It's just, and, and, and there are, as I've said before, there are some hosts who do shows, but they secretly do them from other locations. And the audience would never know a difference if I, if I said, no, I'm, in, you know, I'm in the studio or I'm in, you know, I'm in my house in Kirkwood. Yeah. It wouldn't matter. No. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know what that's about. I'm always looking for answers from the audience. When of course I'm the only one who can really answer the fucking question. But I don't know what that's about. It's weird. I well, don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's representative of like the time with my son mm. and how maybe that's it. But still, I can have time with my son in St. Louis. It's just. It's just kind of us, and there's nobody. Nobody's gonna like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it's about. I just know it makes me incredibly happy. Yeah, Florida's a happy place, man. That's a that's a, I, even when I didn't love living in Florida, because there were some times where I did not, most of the time it was like, oh man, it's six o'clock, it's gorgeous out, I'm going to go hang out with my friends after I've just played 18 holes. Yeah, Life can't get much best. better, you know, I'm 19 years old and 
race. I don't know. 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 I'm really, I'm really workshopping this situation because <laughs> you would have thought after like, okay, I mean, at this point, three plus months, be like, all right, yeah, we can go back. And we almost did. We almost did go back at the end of March. And they're like, fuck it. What, what, you know, yeah, what's the what point? we have found about St. Louis in April usually is you really think it's, it's going to be great, but then it's rainy. Yep. And and sometimes it's warm, but you know maybe half the month it's not. And then even if it is raining, then it's going to be wet. And so it's like, okay, I've learned that lesson now. I'm going to stay down. The issue, the issue, the core issue is we have a three-year-old, and at some point soon, whether it be next year or the following year, he's going to be going to school on a regular basis, and it's not fair to him. Yeah, to be changing locations. Yeah, like that. I can't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. he can, but it's not what it's I really tough. want for him. So. I don't fucking know. I don't. I have friends who've moved down here permanently from St. Louis, and they're like, "Why didn't I do it sooner?" I have no idea. And it's not that St. Louis, because the warm weather is hotter than hell in St. Louis, but it's like hotter than hell, you know, more intensely because of the humidity, and then you got the rain at four o'clock every day, and then it's humid as fuck. Uh, it's just about you know October through April just being you know perfect, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, it affects me more than I think it does the average person. That's the core issue. And I just like waking up and seeing sunlight. Oh. There's just something about that. Definitely. I don't know what to do, Jackson. Well, I really don't know what to do. As a city, we're soft. So, I mean, you got to factor that in there. No, you're talking about the media in the town being soft? Are you doing like a take or what are you doing here? Well, uh, I was just referencing what the weatherman in Cincinnati oh, uh, declared wow. our town. Not that obscure, but it still went over my head. <laughs> I mean, we are just, we're just soft. Soft Lewis, I think. Is what was that said. what he said? I didn't want I didn't want because I'm just like, oh, this he is post- a guy who's yeah. you know, going to be out of this business in a couple of years and doing, nice. doing, doing what we do in local TV, looking for attention. And, yeah, it was such ABC and shit. And it still but... doesn't result in more income. <laughs> no. It what? No, was, I agree, but it, I, w- I tried to find the video because that would have been great audio, but he posted some link that didn't have the video on there, so I was like, oh, fuck it, I don't really care. But uh, yeah. I thought it was a nice move for his twitter followers and uh yeah soft soft lewis soft lewis is what he called it uh this is questions from the audience i mean i'm, I'm asking the audience questions here actually is what i'm doing at the questions moment to the audience questions to the audience <laughs> t mckernan at inside stl.com holy moly did we get questions this week i bet <laughs> <laughs> uh i'll touch on it because I, okay. I like to give the podcast people something i didn't even talk about the article on the radio on Friday. No. And uh, the article I'm making reference to, it didn't get to the number one slot in the Post-Dispatch. No. In the most read. It got to number two behind the Cardinals beating the Reds in their season opener. Yeah, because people don't have TVs. <laughs> <laughs> so it got to number two. I'm like, this is going to be... Yeah. I can't begin to tell you the kind of anxiety those columns give me. mm Mm-hmm. I am. I don't want to. You don't want to. You never want to say you're unflappable because then people point out how you are clearly flappable. But I'd like to think it's not even necessarily a good thing. I'm kind of emotionless on a lot of things, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's a trained thing or a just programmed thing. I have no idea. I don't know what that is. Um, like when I was getting hazed, for example, back in college, it'd just be like, okay. I mean, you just can say whatever. I just don't give a shit. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a. I think if I were to go, this is more psychoanalysis. I think it's about. I am in zero control over something that is said that could impact my income or the guys I care about income, and 
I know that this is the way that it is, and there's not anything I can do about it, and I don't like that. I think maybe as an entrepreneur or somebody with an entrepreneurial spirit, uh, to have your income kind of at the mercy oh, when, you know, uh, for at least feeling like it's the mercy, especially something like that, that it's just, ah. Uh. So um, I told you, Jackson, to give mm-hmm. the background on it, Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the title of the article? It's not like I have it up. McLean, uh, shit. I don't. Let's not go into because I, yeah. I here's the thing specific to the article, which most of the questions sent to me this week were about, and I understand, and I also think people you know know that I'm probably not going to go too far. Here's the thing with regards to th- anything with any other stations, for me to talk about that would be a weird spot because. You know, the reality is that's not, I am, I'm, here, I'll just say the things that are true. That's all. Uh, I'm under contract with KFNS. Uh, John Hadley and Bernie Miklas and I joked about my contract situation. Jackson, you have the audio. I uh, Back in, I guess, probably December. Yeah, it had to be December because I can picture I was in my basement on the, on this Comrex unit. Um, and uh, we were joking around about it. So my contract's up at the end of this year. And John Hadley put a contract extension proposal on the table back in, I think, December. May. I know we talked about it in November, and I think I officially received it in December. And then another one in, um, I think, either February or March. So, uh, but, I mean, those are things that just you don't, you don't talk about. I mean, you can talk about them, I suppose. I don't talk about them, so I'm using the royal. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's, you know, that's the situation. But if you're going to, it wouldn't be, I, to me, it wouldn't be cool to talk about other situations with other stations. Um, and, and, and here's the thing about the situation that then got written about. Dan was calling, not me, but other people involved in the situation. <laughs> Everything's so coded. Yeah. But I want to give people some background on uh-huh. it. Um, the a few weeks ago and um, and it didn't appear in the paper and then I guess two weeks ago he did again and it didn't get in the paper and then everything was kind of you know handled uh, let's see it's April 5th today so a week ago um, and so I'm like okay well the situation at this point now is over I'm under contract I am at KFNS um, you know through the end of the year and, you know, we will see what happens. So that's it. Um, so I was surprised when there was an article when there really was no longer a situation. But whatever. I mean, I also knew it would get clicks. And so, you know, that's the business. And I'm not, you can't be angry at the, if you don't want that, then don't play the game. That's what I, it's like, oh, you yeah. don't want a bad beat in poker. Well, then don't play poker because you're going to get a bad beat. Absolutely. I'm not saying this is a bad beat. I'm just saying this is the, this is the push and pull of what we do for a living. Yeah. And Doug and I were communicating on Thursday night after the article came out. And we were just kind of like, isn't it amazing that there's this much interest in a show that we just <laughs> grew off on yeah. for three hours? But it's a good thing because if if there wasn't any interest, they wouldn't write about us, and then we really wouldn't have much going on. Mm-hmm. So it's a good situation overall from from our standpoint, and by our I mean TMA. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I would describe it as good. 
I think um, the only thing that I guess I would, because Dan, Dan Caesar called me right after the article came out, and I said to Jackson, this is what I was saying to Jackson, I digressed. Um, hey, I know that it's going to be popping up. I'm going to dinner with Anna Marie. When it pops up, let me know in case something is in there and I've got to address it. Mm-hmm. That's just the way that these things work. And I was grateful that uh, it came out earlier in the night as opposed to midnight St. Louis time when most of the articles get posted. They, like, flip over STL today at midnight usually, yeah. which would be one Eastern time. And I just, I'm, I mean, I'm asleep by 1030 Eastern time most of the time. So mm-hmm. that would have been a whole thing. But then I don't want that thing just out there if there's something in there that's just not accurate. And um, so anyway, yeah, I read it and, and you know, the, the the only thing is so anyway so it goes up Jackson I don't yep. even talk about this with anybody actually um, outside of my wife was with me so two things the porn thing is an as a phenomenon yeah that's why the line about that we talk with porn stars and when it's not really we it's I think it's me Iggy doesn't even really talk with porn stars yeah. uh, I guess he goes to the AVNs yeah. but I have a rapport with some adult film stars. And they're they're like you know Caden's a mom. Yeah, <laughs> she's a married mother who is in the. It's just like I for the life of me I don't I think I think within ten years we'll look back on that and go what the fuck was that about where you like castigate not only people who were in sex work but those who watched it as like some kind of like fringe members of society because it's like damn near everyone at least as far as far as the case of watching it at the very least occasionally. Don't get me wrong. I am well aware that my interest level in it is in the top point zero one or bottom, depending on your perspective, <laughs> of anybody in the world. And that is fucking weird to me. And I'm the guy doing it. So I understand that. And trust me, my wife thinks it's really fucking weird. <laughs> and she's not into porn in the slightest way. In the slightest way. And yet she's friends with some of these uh, people I know. Yeah. You know, like, oh, it's so great to meet, you know, Caden's daughter. Uh you know, when we met her and she met, she met, uh, you know, she's known Caden for like 12 years. So, you know, uh, Ariana Marie and um, who else? I feel like there's another one. But anyway, so my, my point, but that, that I don't know the point of the line. I guess it was to point out that I'm so different than what you would think would be in the mix for, you know, certain opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. That, that, and, we, and so Anna Marie and I are both reading it at dinner, Jackson, after you texted me to let me know that it was up. Mm-hmm. And she actually laughs out loud when the porn, <laughs> she reads the porn line. I did, too. She literally, she li- physically laughed out loud. And I'm just like, God, it's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, it's just an amazing thing. I've said it before. The analogy, me to porn is Frank Cusimano to high school basketball. Yeah. There is, there is this narrative that cannot be shook that all I do and all we do on our show is talk to porn stars. Yep. And you've been producing it now for, what, four months, right? Yeah. December of 20. Yep. Now it's April. How many porn stars have we out on the program? Oh. Oh, I got Lisa Ann's the other one. That's the obvious one that I was thinking about. Yeah, but about. she's but not Lisa talking Ann, Lisa Ann does sports talk radio all over the country. She's more knowledgeable about fantasy football than, than all of us combined. Than any of us combined. Yeah. yeah, she ought to do DraftKings against Doug and Iggy, actually. Seriously, She'd so. beat the shit out of us all. Yeah. So whatever, I, I understand. It's just, it's not, 
I just don't think for our audience anybody goes, oh, I can't listen to that show because they talk. But they're just like they, they talk about all kinds of dumb shit. But fine, whatever. It's harmless. It's it's what at this point it's almost like a it's like a cliche of a cliche or a parody of a yeah. parody. It's just kind of a whatever. The only other thing I would say is I'm not quoted in the article, but there's quotes of quotes of me, but they're not necessarily my quotes in the article. Yeah, I thought that so was so. That's that's that was something. So Dan, so after you texted me, I read it. We're at dinner. Uh, Captain Charlie's Reef Grill, major recommendation, kind of like Paulie Mono's, and mm. that you're it's like, a it's a strip mall. Yeah. It can't, po- but I, well, not this time, but two times last year I was eating there and I saw Rob Manfred eating there. Mm. So it's like this sneaker, fresh fish, incredible seafood place. That's where it's nothing, it's nothing fancy inside. It's almost like, what kind of looks like a cafeteria, mm. um, but it's just incredible and it's always a ridiculous wait. And so we're eating. And I don't know what this was about, but Dan Caesar calls me after the article's up. Ooh. And um, he goes, hey, did you call me? And I go, no. And he goes, oh, I have a missed call. And I go, well, I don't <laughs> you know. I mean, there's there's other choices outside of, outside of me. I, I guess he thought I was going to complain. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't know. Either way. And I said, no. And he goes, well, did you read the article? And I said, yeah. Um, I said, I said, I'm Great to see you got the porn thing in. <laughs> uh, I think he wanted to make sure that everything in there was was accurate because there was a thing spinning around on Thursday, and you're probably not even aware of it, Jackson. No. Nope. Um, that wasn't accurate. Maybe it was Wednesday or Thursday. Thursday. And the article went up Thursday night. And I, I, I actually called him, and I said, hey, you know, Doug told me that you're reporting this, and I got to tell you that what you're reporting is just not true. It's just not true. I mean, here is what's true. I'm under contract. To, and he, I mean, I guess he knows as much as you can know. I know what my contract says, and now that it's public knowledge, but I'm under contract. Um, and, you know, that's then I plan on working my contract, and who knows what will happen. I have no idea what will happen. It's flattering that people are interested. That's kind of, that's it. I have no idea. Uh, what will happen? I know that people are interested when my contract is up. I know that I have another option as far as doing my own thing when my contract's up. And I, obviously, since John Hadley is quoted in the article, I will then, I, something that otherwise I wouldn't talk about, but John was very forthright and very kind. Uh, obviously, they would like to sign us to an extension. And all of that is wonderful and no complaints. So everything is cool. And uh, with regards to uh, John Hadley and Dave Zobrist, um, with whom I spoke throughout the whole process, I will. I want to make sure I say this because this is this is important, and this is one thing I kind of wish I would have said on the radio on Friday, but I just didn't want to get into it because then it would have opened up the whole thing, yeah. and I didn't get good sleep on Thursday night into Friday, mm-hmm. and so I knew I wasn't on. And when I'm not on, I feel like I could make a mistake, and it's live, and so like yeah. if I fuck up here, I can go, hey Jackson, edit that out. Yeah. So. Um, the fact that they allowed me to have conversations with other stations is, I cannot tell you how grateful I am for that. They did not owe that. There's no like carve out in my contract for that. And that was, um, incredibly kind of them. Um, that's, that's that cause they really didn't owe me that at all. They can be like, Oh, I mean, you can leave. You just can't leave until January 1st. Uh, or you can talk with whomever you want, and you can do a deal now, but you just can't leave until January 1st. They could have said that. They, mm-hmm. they absolutely could have said that. Um, but that's not what they did, and I really appreciate that. I, I, can't, I can't say that enough. It wasn't something that I planned on ever saying publicly because I never thought the situation would be public. 
but um, but apparently a bunch of people knew about it, which is always fascinating to yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> always an interesting twist. <laughs> so it's like, okay, here are the people I told. So because one of the things I've learned to do that I really enjoy doing is finding the leak. And then once I know the leak, then give them bad information and then watch people then think something that's completely not true. Yeah, It's really not that complex um, because once you do it, then you know the person loves to do this shit. And then you can get like a totally false, bright, shiny object out there yep. all while you're doing something completely different and people are distracted by something. I really recommend it. Uh, now, you have to unfortunately now have somebody in your inner circle who is a narc. You know, it's, now you got your Tessio. Yeah. But... Once you know you have your Tessio, you can use Tessio like a motherfucker. Yep. You know, it's a, a, Abe Vigoda becomes an asset. Yeah. Abe Vigoda doesn't know he's an asset, but Abe Vigoda is a wonderful asset. You just got to be able to identify Abe Vigoda. You know what I mean? Are you following me here, Jackson? Absolutely. Sally, I can't help you. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> just for old times sake, can't help you. <laughs> so anyway, whatever. It's in the, in the whole scheme of things, bottom line, flattering, um, I'm staying at KFNS for the duration of my contract, um, and who knows? I don't know what I don't know what will wind up happening. Um, you know, my my uh, my signature is on one document, and that is my contract. And what winds up happening after that, I have no idea. I mean, you heard me start out today's podcast by talking about how I don't know how I'm going to be able to leave Florida on April 30th. <laughs> so, kind of tells you what my mindset is on things. Um, Jackson, what did, uh, what did anything from you, any questions you may have, uh, or anything that you experienced from friends or texts or emails or calls into the show? Cause I saw we get, we're getting a million texts during the show, not a million, but a lot, um, asking to talk about it, which I understand, but I just knew I was, I just was one of those days. Yesterday was one of those days too. And that's a Sunday. Yeah. Um, and, and, and. You know, that was a Friday. For whatever reason, I just was exhausted, and I was terrible on the show on Friday. Terrible. Um, and I'm just like, I'm not in a place to say something on live radio. And then, you know, then if I'd have to go back and quote-unquote clean it up, you know, it wouldn't wouldn't do any good. Um, so i just like, I'm just not going to talk about it. Because my plan was to talk about it. And John Hadley uh, texted me on Thursday night and said, hey, if you do talk about it, I will be happy to call in and, you know, let the audience, you know, whatever, know how much I want to make sure that you and Doug are here, you know, for the long haul and all of that stuff. And I said, I appreciate it. So, I mean, I kind of was in my mind thinking I would talk about it, but then I didn't. Yeah. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad I didn't. But I'm like, okay, for the people who really are into it, they listen to the podcast, and I'll give people some some background on, you know. Again, I don't want to name other stations because it's not my place to do that. That's that's my thought process. I can talk about the place where I, can, I work. I can talk about the place where I'm under contract. And I'll talk about, um, you know, things with regards to KFNS that I'm comfortable, you know, discussing. Obviously not everything, but... Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it'd be right. I, let me put it this way. If I worked at take your pick of another Joy 99 and maybe I'm in talks with them, maybe I'm not. I don't <laughs> want to say that I am. But and and, and and all of a sudden somebody over at KFNS has been offered a position there and I'm like, well, "Why are they talking about our station and what, you know?" So that that's my thought process on it. Yeah. Uh, somebody is going to wind up getting these all these jobs or this specific job, I suppose. 
And the, here I am talking about, you know, I mean, that just wouldn't be cool. So, yeah, you know, that that's that's that was the thought process behind it is perhaps, you know, low tier as it was. That was what I was thinking. Yeah. I mean, we got some calls on Friday during the show, but uh, like you just all I told and I had I mean, one person reach out to me or talk to me about it. And I was just like, yeah, whatever's in the article, man, like there's not much going like nothing's really fucking happening like everything is you just gotta read the article and i don't have any more information like i know about as much as everyone else does and that's not to say that there's more to know it's just what it is and so yeah we got some calls on friday a lot of texts but nothing really out of the ordinary yeah uh a couple guys i recall looking at the text but they just kept sending the text in over and over and over it's a popular strategy (laughs) by guys who really want to get their thoughts out there (laughs) They constantly text the same thing in, doesn't get read, so they do it more. Yeah, Interesting strategy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I um, so the 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 t- here's another thing that I've because I've said it so many times, and it, and I I want to make this clear. It's not a shot. It really isn't. It's just the reality of the situation, and it's the following. Just because it's in the newspaper, and this isn't specific to Dan Caesar's media views column, I'm talking about things in general, that doesn't mean that it's the way that it is. Mm-hmm. And that's not because Dan or other writers are writing things that are incorrect or knowingly writing things that are incorrect. They can only work with what they know or what they're you know given permission to write uh, as far as on the record and off the record or somebody will call them back and somebody won't. All of those things. But... The, 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 the real story might not necessarily be what's what's in there, or there might be parts of the story that aren't in there. Mm-hmm. And I have personally, um, which is a, which is a strategy that I think is different even amongst the people on the show or who have been on the show. Personally, tried to avoid having our situation in in the column because mm-hmm. I'm in a weird spot. Yeah, I'm an employee. And so if I go into something, you know, it's just, it can cause, it just can, there's just, there's effects. I know, you know, oh, I love that so-and-so said this and that was like, okay, that's cool. But if I say something and then it leads to somebody losing their job or getting a pay cut or something like that, that's, I would imagine, and listen, this isn't unique to me. I would imagine for the vast majority of people, they go, shit, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to say something. And all of a sudden something happens and now this person doesn't have income. So... That that's how I I see it through that prism. So it's a different situation. Now that's not to say I I'm angry about anything. If anything, this is a this is a great situation. But um, I I just I'm very careful with how I I don't want it. I mean that I guess the 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 biggest thing is this. I don't want it. I don't like it. But I realize it's part of the deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would imagine if you asked, I don't. No, Yadier Molina, for example. Not to say that I'm Yadier Molina. My point, I'm thinking of somebody who I know doesn't like doing interviews. And it's not that I don't like doing interviews, but about like something that went on in a game. And it's like, well, there's, I know there's, he can't go into everything that went on in the, in the game because then they'd be giving away some of the, the details. So then you just have to kind of say, you know, nothing. The, the Bull Durham School of Answering Questions. Now, you want to be able to go into it. You want to. But you can't. I mean, you can, but there are consequences. So that's the thing. So that's that's the weird deal. 
bottom line is this. I'm flattered that people are interested. You can't not be. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's incredibly, you know, and, and people are interested in, in what we do. And that's great. That's, that's incredibly flattering. So, um, I, I just, I just didn't want to talk about it on Friday. I wasn't planning on like, Oh, here's what I'll do. I'll give people who listen to the podcast something. Um, I'm just like, Ooh, I'm not, I'm not right today. I know I'm not right today. And therefore I got to be careful. And then on top of it, you know, like I said to Dan, I said, you know, you, you know, the porn, the porn things, whatever, but you know, I don't know. I'm going to stop myself right now, Jackson. I'm going to stop myself <laughs> right now. Yeah. But think- uh, bottom line is, um, I am I'm grateful for the fact that uh, KFNS uh, gave me the opportunity to talk with people, um, and I'm grateful that KFNS would like to uh, keep us. That is, of course, incredibly uh, kind, and you know. Uh, we certainly appreciate that, and you know we will see what happens. Uh, I saw one guy. I, I usually just don't even get involved, and it's like oh, because people start writing like, "What's in my best interest?" Yeah, and I'm going, "Do you do you know what I make? Do you know what I'm being offered from this place, from this place, from this place? Do you know what this other option is? Do you know? I mean, and I'm not saying that flippantly, but think about that. Mm-hmm. No one knows that." No one knows it. I don't even know what I would make from one of these situations. (laughs) So how can someone sit there? I mean, imagine, and I'm not talking to you, Jackson, but I'm talking to somebody just in general listening. Like if I came in and said, oh, you ought to do this. And you're going, but this would pay me 50% more than I'm making right now. Well, yeah, but still, you ought to do this. What the fuck is your problem? You know? Mm Mm-hmm. And then, then somebody said that I had my agent. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> put, 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 put that article together. I was like, my I'm... agent. I'm going, I don't even have a fucking agent. And you, you, I mean, Dan Caesar, I think he would acknowledge this. I mean, it's the truth, has been trying to write about this for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And I've just been straight Heisman, man. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not getting involved in it. And, you know. I didn't want it out there. And I thought I thought last Monday, I'm like, okay, it's over. Exhale, move on, do the show, try and figure out my short game. And that, that's the, those are the tasks at hand. And, uh, and then all of a sudden now it's, I, I have no idea how it, how it came back alive, um, but it did. And okay, so, you know, got to deal with it. And then you hold your breath going, God, I hope everything that's written is accurate, you know? And so I just, I do not do well with that. And then there are other people who are like, who cares? And I'm like, you don't understand. For our business, so much of the, the revenue is correlated with perception. Yeah. And that is different than if I were a ball player and I'm hitting 330. They can write whatever the fuck they want at that yeah. point. Yeah. Okay, tell them, say I suck, you know? Fair enough, I'm hitting 330. We know our numbers, the numbers being revenue. That's, that's the number that matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's it. That's the game. And I guess our downloads, we know our download numbers. And, uh, and those are, you know, that's, that's it. And that's, that's the bottom line because those are tangible numbers. But this station does not subscribe to Nielsen. And even Nielsen 
doesn't isn't the gospel. It's a sample size of like a thousand people for a three million person area. Um, and so you're at the mercy of this perception thing. And the moment that article came out, Jackson, I didn't even need to text you to tell me because my phone, yeah, my bet. wife was just like, oh my God. Yeah. I didn't expect that. I, and I guess people must have like alerts from STL today because they were within yeah. minutes of that thing. Po- is, that, on, does that, is that the way it works? Like STL today will send out alerts? I guess because it was on the fan page before I even saw it on the post dispatch.com I was like how that I mean are people like people scouring for this I don't I, I, mean, I guess I don't there's notifications the on because I mean I had, I heard from people I hadn't heard from in, in a long time I mean within minutes of you texting me so yeah um yeah so I don't know um I don't know I don't I don't, I don't know what else there, I don't I want I want to I want to give as much context as i can especially to the people who listen to the podcast mm-hmm. our p1 listeners as we would say the people who really are into it um you know i mean i doing tma is of the utmost importance to me i, I guess that sh- that should be obvious but it is and for what for when i can control and what i can control um I want to do as much as I can, as long as I can, with this group of people. That's 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 very important to me. Um, I think it is important for me individually to start doing something that is my own thing, which is really why I started doing the podcast. That and I love doing interviews, and I can't wait for the time where we can do interviews in person again, mm-hmm. not on Zoom, in person again. Because I love doing that. So that's kind of how the podcast came to fruition. And that's just looking at the math and the age of the people with whom I work. Jackson, you notwithstanding. Mm-hmm. But let me put it this way. All right, let's say we're 20 years from now. And you're my age now. Mm-hmm. And I'm Doug Riggie's age then. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it would only be smart for you to go, well, I mean, I guess I got to start, you know, I know I've worked with Tim for 20 years, but shit, I guess I got to start looking at you know, what my play is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the next few years. So that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not like, I must have my own thing. I am a star. <laughs> Give me my own show. <laughs> that's not what's going on. But I, I enjoy doing, as you on, you're on the receiving end of when I go on these two-hour soliloquies on QFTA, I'm A-okay with doing a couple of shows a day. Yeah. That's completely cool. You know, but it would be tough for me to leave TMA. Now, I mean, if it if it if it's the way things play out, it's the way things play out. But that is, I love doing the show, mm-hmm. and if you love doing something, you know, and you're paid to do it, then you know, then it's worth it to to you know see if you can keep keep that going for as long as possible as we have and bouncing around from 590 to 1380 to 590 to 920 to 590 you know so that's that's a that's a that's a core thing um i don't know what i don't know what else to say i want to say as much as i can yeah and i'm just i'm just uh trying to give it's definitely cool that people really care i think that's like awesome to me like even throughout like people care about that's why it's so much it's read so much is because people care yeah well and that's the thing and the thing is is i've i've said for years 
And I could line the people up who I've been saying it to. I said, you don't get this. Mm-hmm. This thing, I get it that it's on, you know, it, it's, not, it's not in the ratings because the station doesn't subscribe to the ratings. But it is unique. It is not, you, I, think you, I, think it's, I think it gets dismissed because it's not in the ratings or because it's on, you know, a station that isn't in the ratings. Take your pick, whatever. Re- I'm not sure. But listen, I have, I have done things. I've done things recently, as a matter of fact, that had little audience. Made money. Didn't have much of an audience, so. Um, and, you know, you know when some, like my, for example, my father. Uh, Timmy, I got to tell you something. He goes, I've been selling advertising in this market since the 60s. I've never seen anything like what goes on when I say, oh, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Tim McKernan. Oh, your son's on the show. He goes, I don't know what the hell's going on <laughs> with that show. But my God, ever, you know, and, and listen, I don't, I, don't know if, I don't know if my dad would consider himself a huge fan of the show. I don't know if, I don't even know if he listens. I know he really liked when I was on television because that was a nice little representation <laughs> of a prepackaged Everything's going to be coloring inside the lines, and I'm 23, and I'm working on TV in St. Louis. That I think they were proud of. I get. I'm not sure they're proud of this. I don't know. Not saying that they're not. I'm just saying, uh, you know, this is a little like, for example, my grandma was in her nursing home, and she was like, "Oh, I want to listen to the show." My dad told her the radio was broken. So I, I know these things. These are things I know. <laughs> So, but but so my premise is, it's not like my dad's like, oh, this show's the greatest. Yeah, he did, he's just kind of going the, the the following the thing has, yeah. and so when you have that, that's what I would try to convey. Like, listen, this isn't like me going out and playing golf, something that's going nowhere. This thing is viable. Mm-hmm. This thing is a successful business. You know. Yeah. And it's not like any of us on the show are going. Yeah, we've kind of had enough. That is, it's just not the case. Nope. It's just not the case. So, you know, that's, that's, that's a huge thing for me. Huge thing for me. Um, and making sure that the people involved in the show, you know, are, um, are taken care of as much as I possibly can control that. That's important to me. Because as I've said a thousand times, I think I even said it last on last week's podcast, the show is not about one individual. People may have their favorite. People do have their favorite. People have their least favorite. You know, Mm -hmm. I think I'm probably more in the least favorite category than I am in the most favorite category. I might be a necessity, but Mm -hmm. I'm a least favorite necessity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, that's the deal. The show is the group. The show is the audience. The show is the host. The show is the producers. It's always been that way. Um, so, you know, anytime somebody's chasing after me, I'm like, okay, that's great, and I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. You, anytime anybody's pursuing you for something, it's flattering. Yeah. But this show's success has not been about any one individual, and it never has been from the first moment in July 2004. So I don't know. I want to – I want to – you know – I wanted to give people as much as I possibly could without going, yeah, and here's what, here's what this thing was. Okay, now this is what this was. Now this is what this was. And then this is what this was. And now I'm looking at doing this, and this is what this would look like. I don't know, you know. And a lot can change in nine months, too. Yeah. I mean, we're talking nine months. Yep. So a lot can change in nine months. I don't know. So anyway, that's the deal. Um, but, uh, 
I know this. As I sit here on April 5th, 2021, whatever it is that I decide to do, assuming that it is in St. Louis, I would want uh, you, Jackson, Iggy, and Doug, the people who have been a part of this thing, mm-hmm. to be a, a part of whatever it is that we do. Yeah. And in a, in a perfect world, I would love at some point for the cat and the plowhawk to be back mm-hmm. because these are the people with whom I've worked and built this thing with for all of these years. And that's, it's not a, it's, you know, it's, that's just how, I don't know. I don't, that's just to me what I would like. It doesn't mean that that's what we will get. It's mm-hmm. just, that's, I know that internally that's what I would like, you know, you know, and, and, and I'm not including other names. It's not because it's a fucking shot. That's just, I'm looking at the positions and you fill out the roster and you put the positions where they are. Yeah. Like Gangster Pete, he's, he doesn't want any part of it. <laughs> yeah, he's distancing himself pretty well. You know, the, the plowhawk on the board, it's not a shot at Matt Rocchio. It's just the plowhawk on the board. And I, I don't think he would take offense to that. I think no. back in the day when the plowhawk was starting out and we were talking about Stedman, I don't think the plowhawk had his feelings hurt. No. He understood Stedman was like some kind of wizard on that thing. Mm-hmm. So that's just how I, that's how I view it. And that is, that is what I like. And whether that is an incredible flaw, and it might be, I don't know. I mean, to me, for me personally, I try to find a... Ba- you don't just go, well, no, do what you like, because then there's a cost to that. Yeah. But if you can find a balance between the cost and then also doing something that you like, then to me, that's the name of the game. You don't just go, well, this one's paying me more, so therefore I will do it. That's not it. And, I, and I, to me, that's the obvious thing. But you know what? Here, I'm talking as a guy with one kid. You know, if you're sitting there and you got four kids and yeah. another, you know, 8% on your income, arbitrarily using 8% on your income, changes the game, then I get it. So it's not, it's that, that's not right for me to say. I shouldn't say that. But in my personal position at 44 years old as the father of one, most likely only one, you never know, Jackson, you know, you never know. Never know. But, uh... That's 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 my mindset. So, you know, that's that's where it is. Uh, all right. Let me make sure I, I, I go into some questions here and also talk about our sponsors. Ryan Kelly, the home loan expert dot com online at the home loan expert dot com. Really, at this point, I mean, listen, you can always refinance. But I got to tell you this. If you're looking to buy a home and this is now becoming home buying season, although it seems like all 12 months of the year, are home buying season, uh, you got to get pre-approved. You just you have to. What's going on is absolute craziness in the uh, real estate market right now. So you got to come to the table pre-approved, or else you're not going to get the place. That's just the way that it works. The HomeLoanExpert.com is where you can do that. Ryan Kelly, the best in the business, the best in the business. Ryan Kelly, the HomeLoanExpert.com. Once you get pre-approved. Make sure you go to James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net. James Carlton is my insurance agent. I would like to recommend James Carlton to you. He is my insurance agent. He should be your insurance agent. He is a State Farm Insurance agent in Webster Groves. His customer service, his staff, their attention to detail, making sure you don't miss payments, making sure you don't miss an opportunity to save money. Nobody better. James Carlton, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net. .net. And Jamie Burkhart and Clayton Patterson there at Munganass. St. Louis Acura.com, AltonToyota.com. 
If you're in the market for a new car, if you're in the market for a pre-owned car, go to stlouisacura.com. Go to altontoyota.com. It's where I got my car. It's sitting right uh, Actually, no, it's not. Anna Marie has it right now. But uh, I drove it down to Florida. I drove it down to Florida. And uh, Doug has a, an MDX right now, if I'm not mistaken, from yep. stlouisacura.com. We love our cars. The uh, the loyalty of uh, Munganas, stlouisacura.com, and altontoyota.com to the show and our audience to them couldn't be better. Uh, and there's a reason for that. They keep putting out great deals for our audience. stlouisacura.com, altontoyota.com. Uh, that is the automotive dealership of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Uh, it is Masters Week, and um, this question coming in with from uh, Timmy Recaps. Um, does your DraftKings wizard give you tips for free, or is it a service? If his goal is to make the most money, why would he share his tips and research with people who could potentially cut into on his winnings? Uh, we are very, very careful on not actually well he wouldn't be interested in any of my tips anyway hmm. uh, I, i'm sure he would just totally block them out and politely nod and then go okay you're gonna fucking lose again this week um but it, it's actually um if i'm not mistaken it's against the rules of DraftKings to like double up or something like that oh, yeah, we have yeah. a conglomerate but i put the rosters together the failure of the tam avenue capital partners is 100 percent on my shoulder. So therefore, Jackson, it is your fault. Yeah, I fucked and up. And so I do not... But the moment a tournament starts, what he will do, the wizard... Mm-hmm. And the wizard's just a guy. The wizard's a guy who is now making an absurd amount of money uh, playing Daily Fantasy. But um, I do kind of feel like with Daily Fantasy, the rich get richer. Because the way to win in Daily Fantasy, I think, outside of actually studying and doing the proper research, but still, you, you're exposed to variance... The way to win. Jackson, do you have any idea where I'm going with this? I don't think you will, but I'll fire it out there to see the way to be most profitable. Uh, just using game theory to your advantage? Well, that certainly is a big, that, that's a huge part of it. Like, I, like this past week, the uh-huh. Valero Texas Open, I was like, I wonder who he's going to be on. And therefore, I'm going to try to be on him because he wins. And so now I'm starting to think like he thinks, which is good. And I was right. He was on Hideki Matsuyama. Uh-huh. Because there's a guy who can win, but he hadn't played well recently, and so people would be off of him. Yeah. And so, therefore, if he's only owned by 10% of the field, you have leverage on the field. That's how you have to think. But the way you actually win is assuming you are applying the proper strategy in, a re- in research. is not by getting into the millionaire maker, even maxing it out with 150 entries. It's to, it's to have enough capital, which is why we have our syndicate, um, to, to enter the big tournaments. And yeah. I'm, I'm not talking about the Millionaire Maker. That's the big prize. But I'm talking about the big entry tournaments. Like the $120 entry tournaments? We had two rosters. We had $2,000 in the Valero Texas Open this week. And more than 50% of that 2000 was in two rosters, two $555 rosters. Whew. And so, but I mean, again, the thing about mm-hmm. the Cam Avenue Capital Partners outside of our incredible return on investment <laughs> is it's it's like eight people yeah. and so and now there's a couple people who are in there for a few hundred but the rest are like in for like 68 bucks yeah so it's just it's just kind of just like fuck around money and mm-hmm. you know so anyway digressing um we so jim furick didn't make the cut on one of our rosters but we had tringali who was leading going into saturday yeah. abe answer who was lurking mm-hmm. 
Uh, Cameron Davis, who made the cut. God bless America. Who else? Oh, I know you wouldn't know. Why am I asking? Um, two other guys who were who were absolutely live. Matt Wallace. And, and so in those tournaments, because there are so few entries, even if you don't get six out of six, you're alive. Mm-hmm. And so we got to a point on Saturday where we were 40th and winning like 1500 bucks. Yeah. But Tringali fell off. Davis had a bad weekend, and so we wound up winning nothing with those rosters. Yeah, and that's the. Then so when I look at like the wizard will send me a screenshot of his results, and there are God eighty percent <laughs> of the time he's profitable. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of how big the profit is. But he's not putting a hundred fifty millionaire maker rosters. No, he's putting in you know big dollar rosters like five hundred dollar, two hundred fifty dollar, whatever rosters. And why is that different? Because your sample size is so much different now. Now yeah. you're going up against, yeah, you're putting in more money. And I realize most people aren't going to do that. I wouldn't do that individually. But if you're part of a group, you know, that's a different situation. So, um, so yeah, even if you don't get six out of six, you're still alive. And we were, we were super alive. There were all, and, and here's the thing. Of the people ahead of us, and we started the weekend at 160th, there were 600 rosters, um, only four. 15 got six out of six golfers through. Mm. So it's not a case of the players necessarily being sharper. It's just people with more money and they need a bigger sweat. So if a guy is betting $500 a game, that doesn't mean he's a better gambler. I, I, th- I think that everybody understands where I'm coming from with that. Yeah. They just maybe have more money or for them to get their dopamine flowing, they need to have a bigger sweat. I find myself doing that. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I'm going to, you know, like the, the wizard was going into the weekend. He goes, I really think Matt Wallace is going to make a move and, and be in the mix to win this thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, sweet, you know. <laughs> and so I put, <laughs> and initially I put a bunch of money. I'm like, why do I, it doesn't matter. And if I lose it, I'll be pissed. And it's mm-hmm. not like I'm going to be able to do something different if I win it. So I'm just like, okay, I'll put 25 bucks on Matt Wallace to win it. And Matt Wallace, I think, was tied for the lead going into Sunday. Yeah. So the wizard was on it. Yep. Um. And, uh, yeah, it's just nuts. But, I mean, I, I kind of know what he's doing. It's, you know. But so, anyway, to answer the specific question, uh, no, he does not give me tips. It, that, I mean, and not just because of what you said, which is uh, you don't want to sh- – yeah, you don't want to share tips and research. I, that's why I don't do it on the radio. Although, shit, bet against me because I'm always wrong. <laughs> but um, – no, you don't want that. That's why when I, I don't I don't know back in the poker boom, if poker players got pissed that guys were writing books on how to play the game, or if it was a level to get people to play the game a certain way, knowing they were going to teach them a flawed strategy. That's what I was wondering mm-hmm. the whole time. It's like why would you teach people how to beat you? Your yeah. edge is the fact that they don't know how to do it. So. But then I guess if you're like, well, I'm going to make guaranteed money by writing about it, so that, fuck it. You that's, know, the I'm, thing. Some, that's the thing. That's the thing. So when I listen to these podcasts, I don't listen to podcasts anymore on Daily Fantasy, or I read the articles, I'm always wondering, I'm going, well, why are they telling us what to do? Because then that's going to increase ownership. So to me, like if I'm looking at the Masters this week, and, I, and just, in, just in general, kind of, I've, I've been looking at projected ownership, and then you got to look at a variety of different sites to try to come up with median numbers on that. I got to tell you, that is, I don't know if I would say it's the most important piece of information, but it's top three for certain because you don't want to own a bunch of players everybody else is owning. Yeah, game theory. 
that's the and that that's that's the key. But you have to train yourself to mm-hmm. like this past weekend, for example. I know it's super obscure because how many people even fucking paid attention to the Texas Open outside of maybe the fact that Jordan Spieth won? But go okay. I know Hideki Matsuyama's been bad, but you know we know he's got ridiculous skill. So like Gary Woodland this past weekend was a great play, not because he played well, but because he was priced so low because he's played poorly. But it's not like the man who won the U.S. Open two years ago forgot how to play the game. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's what you got to do. So, you know, that, there's a whole lot to I, – I maybe, I don't know, bore the shit out of people, but maybe I'll do one on, on uh, Thursday with the thought process behind the rosters. And then there'll be complete failures, and for the people who hate me, they can listen to it and, and laugh as I, as I have failed rosters. Yeah. But there is, a, there is a thought process behind it. And there's actually math, specific math, into your roster construction with regards to ownership percentage. There is actually a formula. It's really not groundbreaking. You could probably can find it if you want to look it up. But I don't want to share it. Like, that's the thing. I don't share my picks. Mm-mm. Why? But now I'm a losing player. So this would be different if I started telling people how to play poker back when I was playing poker and I was a profitable player. Mm-hmm. But even then, you know, I, and then the last time I really played, like, a lot, like, a lot, a lot, a lot, was shit close to a decade ago because it's been shut down now for, fuck, man. Black Friday will be the anniversary of Black. The 10th anniversary of Black Friday is in 10 days, Jackson. That just hit me. Oh, the chance. Todd April Aiken 15th. Thing. Yeah, April 15th when they shut down Poker Stars in full tilt. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Ooh, not like that day. Um, but, you know, the way you, the way you win big hands in poker is not with pocket aces. No. It's with, like, Six four suited in representing that you have pocket aces because then you can get people to fold thinking you have pocket aces, or they're gonna go, "Well, this motherfucker's loose as hell," and there's a three five and seven on the board. What'd that do? He's probably got ace king or ace queen, and he's just betting away his stack. I'm gonna call him because I got I'm sitting on pocket jacks. Fuck him, and then all of a sudden you're already fucked by the time the the the, the river comes off. So that's that's the way that you win. That's how I got knocked out of the World Series of Poker main event in the first uh, the first year I did. I was sitting on a set of fours, and a guy had like I think he did have five seven, and he called me my under the gun raise. I mean, that's the game, but you like have to like I don't even I don't even know what the right word. There has to be a word for it. You ha- I I use the term untrain your brain. You have to untrain your brain. You have to unlearn. You yeah. have to you have to do things. I was listening yesterday. I was out playing like at sunset, and I was listening to the end of the Texas Open because I threw ten bucks on Charlie Hoffman nice. at plus twenty five hundred uh, after he had a shitty round on Thursday, mm-hmm. or maybe it was it, he was he, he played well on Friday. Seventy five one day, I think. Mike. Yeah. So I, either way, I was like, oh, he plays so well. Maybe and I'll throw put ten bucks on. Who gives a shit? And I'm like, oh, I'd win two fifty if he wins. Even though I kind of want Jordan Spieth to win because I like him. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to it, and the, and the, the analyst on Sirius XM, because I was just listening on my phone, mm-hmm. while I was playing, I went on the course by myself. The greatest fucking thing in the world, by the way. Best. Nobody around. It's, it's like 75 degrees, no humidity. It's just, it's fucking, I'd, I'd take that over sitting at a daisy chain. I really would. <laughs> and, and the guy goes, well, I mean, I often say sometimes in order to win a golf tournament, you have to be willing to take a shot in which you could immediately lose the golf tournament. Mm-hmm. And that to me, that to me, that's actually, I, I would maybe sum up entrepreneurial mindset. That is yeah. actually a way I'd be like, you got to be willing to lose. Yep. 
but you could win big. Yeah. But you're never going to win big if you don't take the shot where you could lose. And then, you know, then you can just sit there and, you know, be mad at the people who did and then, you know, create social media accounts to attack them. That, 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 I guess that's how you can fulfill that void for not taking the shot. But the the analyst goes, well, Charlie Hoffman, he's going to take a shot here, even though he's sitting out of the native grass and he's going to hit, you know, three wood from God only knows where, because he knows he has to eagle the hole, but he could wind up. 272. Was it what was that? What it was? Yeah, two seventy two into that wild green up there on eighteen. Yeah, but I mean that's his only chance because yep. he knows Spieth's going to the worst part. I mean, I suppose theoretically he could implode like Mickelson did and get a ten, but you know what are the chances? Yeah. So you got to do it. You just got to do it. And sometimes I look back at my World Series of Poker main event stuff, and I would have the nut flush draw, and I think I even had like an ace pair of aces, but the guy check raised me. I'm like, okay, he's got to have something ridiculous. He might have two pair, maybe even a set. And I'm like, mathematically, I got to shove. And if I were playing online in like a $25 tournament, it, I wouldn't even, there wouldn't even be a second because yeah, I know what the right what. play is. You shove because mm-hmm. you have fold equity and you might hit. You got two ways to win. You might fold. Mm-hmm. And I would go, okay, I fold, get in. <laughs> Fuck yourself. You know, yeah. bitch, bitch, yep. bitch. Yeah. You don't come there to fold. You come there to play. Absolutely. And I would get mad at myself about it. And then I tried to justify it. No, I was a bitch. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Yep. <laughs> so you got to take your shot. And that's that's the thing. So what do you got to do with the Masters this week? I don't know. Who's who's one of the top players, Jackson, who most people won't own? I don't even I'm, I'll go pull up the numbers right now. Uh, Kepka? Kepka, because he just That's obviously a unique situation with his... Health. I think I think a lot of people are going to push John Rahm this week because he just had a child. Yeah, that's not the way I thought you win. No, I mean he could he, that, that just because I said that doesn't mean that he will win or won't win. But that's you start trying to extrapolate that kind of crap. And yeah, uh, yeah. I was stunned by the number Iggy gave on the show today. I didn't realize Rory McIlroy had played that well at Augusta going back to tw- twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? No, because he's never he's never won. So fuck. I mean Jordan Spieth's going to be owned like crazy. Yeah. He, him Jordan and Spieth Finau, might be around twenty five percent. I think him. You and think Finau will be well, just because of his price point, price point, and his long hitting ability, and how that you know, with the last couple, you know, DJ winning last year and the big hitter bias. I bet Matsuyama will be super low owned. I would mm-hmm. imagine now he's he's priced pretty low. I bet he'll be super low owned. Yeah. Uh, so that's and I'm, I'm, I'm this is the second time I'm talking about Hideki Matsuyama in three minutes. I'm, tr- I'm just trying to look at one of the big, like, so you have Dustin Johnson, Rom, DeChambeau, Thomas, McElroy, Shoffley, Cantlay, Morikawa, Spieth, Reed, Kepka. I mean, of that, I would think it'd be Kepka, but again, that's a health thing. Usually yeah. I'm trying to point out maybe Dustin Johnson will be low owned because he's super high priced. He's, really, he's not yeah. necessarily been playing great for Dustin Johnson. Yeah, if the only I reason mean, he's it, so high priced is because he won in November, that's a, that's a bad reason for him to be that. I mean, he, he, he finished T8 in, in mid February, which wasn't long ago at the Genesis, but he 54th at the WGC Workday, didn't make it. He nearly uh, lost Adam Long in the. Uh, match play and he finished T48 at the players so people might be like he's not informed so Dustin Johnson might actually be a lot he'll still be double digit owned but not normally as high as he would be for a guy who's the defending champion six months ago five months ago so I don't know my point is this this is where I start arguing with myself (laughs) and I get frustrated with my inability to fucking get to a point my point is this the way to win is to zig when everybody else is zagging but you really have to do it you really have to do it. And that's the thing. 
-hmm. And so it's, it's, you know, and, and, and here's the deal. You really want to be profitable in daily fantasy? Play the 50-50 games if you yeah. really want to do it. Mm -hmm. But that's not what, when I get guys together and then we're putting in a few thousand dollars worth of rosters, a guy who puts in 68 bucks isn't going, oh, I hope I can get my 136 this week. Yeah. That's not the mindset. No. It's a lottery ticket thing, and yeah. they don't want to mess with building the rosters and doing the research. They just want the sweat. That's all it is. When I would play in the World Series of Poker, where it actually was a better investment than this shit, um, people would buy up, buy up action on that. Mm -hmm. You know? So, because they just want the sweat. That's the deal. So, anyway, with regards to Timmy Recap's specific question on the DraftKings wizard, of whom there are hundreds, but I am talking with one specific one, uh, no, he does not. But immediately after the tournament start, he sends me over the ownership percentages, I guess for the millionaire makers of the highest ter price tournament that week on DraftKings, and then I will ask him, who did you go with? And uh, let's see what I got here. Just because I, I, I did this on Thursday morning, as is always the case. Uh, let's see. Anything stand out to you? What direction did you go? I loved Connors, but had to go with a complete fade with a projected ownership, and I'm glad I did. My core is Hideki, Scotty, Garnett, and Seifert. All right, all of those guys had shitty weekends. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's not like the DraftKings wizard is always on, you yeah. know? But all you got to do is like hit once a year. That's, yeah, it's a thing. It's a, it's a total like you hit it once, and it's like all right, doesn't matter what you did for the last twenty weeks. If you hit right. once, it's all. I know. I mean, positive. we have one big weekend, and we're profitable, even though we lose every fucking time. Not every time, but for real, nine out of ten times. But that's why no one wants to jump ship because you're going to hit that. That's the thing that I know, and that's the thing for the people involved. I mean, I think people enjoy it, and we did. I can't remember which one it was here within the last month. We did have like on the final day. We were really in the mix. I'm going, holy shit, this could actually happen. This is, But you know what the reality is, Jackson? Even though Doug says you're guessing, you're really kind. It's not, it's not guessing. It's just so much variance. Yeah, it's so crazy. You could be like, none of my guys even did something, and I just dropped 10 spots. What the hell happened? Well, somebody else did something, and uh -huh. they moved ahead. It's just, it's, you know. Yeah. Or a guy who was, had nothing to play for, three-putted on 18, because he just wanted to get the fuck out of there. And it, it impacted something. I mean, it's just nuts. It's really not. Yeah. My my counsel to people, if not that anybody's listening to this going, oh, this sounds great. I need to get in. <laughs> but my counsel to people is this. It, don't do, it's just like sports betting or yeah. poker or whatever the fuck else. Don't play any amount that you would be uncomfortable to lose because you are most likely going to lose. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. I mean, that's the deal. So we do it just to, I mean, but I got to tell you something. It does, when we have a weekend like this weekend, where we had like damn near, like literally nothing came back, mm -hmm. it bothers, it really does bother me, you know? Mm -hmm. Even though in reality, I know that it's, it truly is. It's like if I went up to 7-Eleven and bought $100 worth of lottery tickets and I got nothing back, I wouldn't be like, well, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm doing. It's the same damn thing. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let me go. Um, have you considered oh wow I've never even seen this person post on the fan page with an astute question I'm curious if you recognize this uh, have you considered using the Clubhouse app as a way to broadcast either TMA the TMM podcast or any other potential future uh, pod excuse me I'm having a stroke podcast it seems like an interesting platform to interact with the audience while broadcasting Jackson are you familiar with Clubhouse yeah it's like they call it live podcasting so it's yes. basically internet radio, um, 
where you just go on live. People can interact with you. They essentially text in while you're doing it. Yeah, I was wondering how people interact. Yeah, I think it pops like you do it through their platform. And then I believe listeners who are listening to it pops up to whatever the person. I've never explored the app, but it pops up to the person who's running off of their platform. And you can read the interactions from there. And then I'm pretty sure it archives and saves what you what, you know you're recording. So it's uh, it's essentially like internet radio. It's all it is. So a, a gentleman. Um who uh, we've talked about doing business together going back about three years now. And he is, um, he's done very well for himself. Um, basically retired and just invests now. And he's like three years younger than me. I think I've talked about him a little bit, never given his name or anything like that. And we kind of go back and forth on a variety of different things. Well, he's certainly giving more than uh, he is receiving in this thing because he actually is hip to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why he's retired in his thirties. Um, and he told me like back in January about the clubhouse app and I go, yeah, the golf, the golf thing. He goes, no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why am I even bothering with this guy is what he had to be thinking right then. Cause I do have an app on my phone called clubhouse, but I think it's like a golf app of some kind. Yeah. And so I actually, Taryn Ravel's was always doing shit on there and I would listen, I would go into it. I think Joe Buck, he was on it. I know. I don't know if he did stuff on there. Uh-huh. I still have it on my phone, but I, I haven't listened to it in a while. It's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll try it just for the fuck. Maybe that's where I'll do my daily fantasy thing. That's not bad. Because that way it's like really, like you got to want it. Like if somebody goes, oh, there's another QFTA this week. Oh, shit. Tim's breaking down his master's picks that will all be bad. Uh, That would be. So uh, I'm familiar with it. It's not a bad idea. Ken, Ken, welcome to uh, the page or thank you for posting. Mm-hmm. Rarely do we have names on the fan page posting that I don't usually see posting, mm. so I like seeing that. I think people are intimidated if they're not regular posters to post. Well, yeah, because they'll get shit housed by the <laughs> weirdos who stay on there twenty four seven. I'd never seen this guy, and I'm like, oh, do we have a do we have a new person in there? I don't know, but he's, but his question's a great one. That that clubhouse app is uh, is something I, I like. I'll sometimes I'll just be like getting ready, brushing my teeth, shaving my head. What the fuck I'm doing? Uh-huh. Not a whole lot to it. It's not if if you want to look this hot, you it's not too hard it's to like, do. It's like Christian Bale in American Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and I have it on, and I'm just like, oh, this is a bunch of motherfuckers just talking over each other. Yeah, you know that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. That's why I was wondering how you actually communicate. Um, let me talk about uh, Jim Rod. Jim Rogers was down here, mm-hmm. and I played golf with him. And he and I played. I'm so bad right now. It's not. It's I'm not that far off. It's just so fucking tough down here. It's so yeah, tough. Yeah. I mean, water in every hole, 25-mile-an-hour gusts. We have back-to-back par fives, and they're dead into the south wind, and the wind's blowing out of the south most of the time, and they play like 650 yards. And the number one Jesus. handicap holes a par five. How often do you have that? Yeah, that's rare. It's brutal. I mean, I'm like, oh, my God, I just played out of my mind. Oh, my God, I shot a fucking 40 on the front. What in the world? It's just a grind. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Jim Rogers was down here, and he goes, boy, I think I let my game rub off on you. I'm like, no, I didn't even play that bad, man. <laughs> this, is how, this is how bad it's been for me. Uh, but Jim Rogers is with Restoration One of CentralStLouis.com, and now he has American Environmental, 314-664-2800. When you think of air quality, you likely think of outdoor pollution. Most people aren't aware that the quality of air in your home has a much greater effect on you than outdoor pollutants. On average, a person spends 12 hours a day in their home, and with the pandemic, 
That number has increased significantly. The air in your home could have mold, dust, pet dander, elevated levels of radon, or even carbon monoxide levels that are invisible and odorless. Air goes in our lungs and air goes out our lungs. Ah, yes, air. The significance of good air quality is more important than you think it is when it comes to overall health. Call American Environmental if you have any questions pertaining to the air you're breathing in your home. 314-664-2800. Expertise in indoor air quality testing for over 25 years. 314-664-2800. And Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. Everybody needs a good financial advisor. I recommend Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. He's online at evergreenstl.com, or you can call him at 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. The ability to text, email, call somebody who you know knows your situation financially and get guidance is so invaluable. It's so invaluable. I just want to take myself at 23 years old. I remember meeting with somebody at 23 years old and just kind of going, eh, whatever. I didn't understand, didn't care to even try to understand and how irresponsible that was. And it went on for like 15 years too. So, I mean, it was just really bad. And I don't know, maybe, it, and listen, if I would have had maybe somebody like Mark who's proactive and, you know, you just feel comfortable talking to maybe I, maybe things would have been different. I don't know, but I messed up and it's my responsibility and I'm pissed at myself for it. So make sure you're doing business with a good person. 314-889-0503, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, evergreenstl.com. That's Mark Hanna with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And finally, Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of both the Ryan Kelly Morning After and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Right now, Seth has a great deal, designairservice.com, where you can get a $17 a month maintenance program with Design Air Heating and Cooling. That way you know you're never going to get hit over the head with some monster, monster charge because something broke down. They are ahead of it. They're maintaining it for you. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Anybody who's done business with them. It, at this point now, it, it just it's, you almost expect it. just raves about the customer service. What Seth does... You would think everybody would do it, but he goes out of his way with the customer service, and it is second to none, the quality of the customer service, too. Even if Seth weren't advertising, I'd be a design air guy. Design air heating and cooling. Designairservice.com, the official HVAC provider of the Tim McKernan Show, Ryan Kelly morning after. Uh, let's see. Um, DraftKings Cal with an email. I haven't read through it. He sent it after the radio program at 1033 today, Jackson. Two-part question for TMM. I gather that is me. And Action Jackson Virgin Pringle Sauce Boss. I began listening to the program right after around the time you did, Jackson, January 2014. How would you explain the show, your role, to a complete stranger? My explanation is typically it's this dumb AM radio show from St. Louis that's a sports show, but really not at all. Just a bunch of stupid inside jokes. You wouldn't get it. I got no problem with that. Yeah, it's pretty I, I think that actually kind of sums it up nicely, yeah. DraftKings, Cal. Uh, and then over-under on the amount of time it takes Jackson to take a plowsy pivot on us, lose all sense of innocence, and get as banty <laughs> as a little rooster. <laughs> I put it 18 months, and I'm taking the under. As always, love the show. You fit in just right, Pringle. Appreciate your commentary. And I feel you know how to articulate how some of us youngs feel about various topics, issues. Cheers. That's from DraftKings Cal. Uh, the floor is yours, Action Jackson. Well, I appreciate also. it first and foremost, Cal. That's a very kind words from you. Uh, I've always enjoyed your calls, and I hope you call in again soon. Um, 
And you kind of nailed it on the head with how you described the show. If I had to describe my role to somebody, I would just say I take care of the business end of the show, making sure we get sponsors, uh, all the sponsors. And got a, live, a lot of live reads, Jack. Yeah, we got a lot of those. And we got to make sure we get them all done. And we're happy to do it because we have such wonderful sponsors. And I upload the podcast. Uh, they'll blame Boots for that if it doesn't go up fast enough. But that is, uh, that is my territory. And I uh, get the show just ready for the day. It's not rocket science. I find some goofy links from the UK and cut some audio, usually a Mike Francesa or some sort of sexual deviant talking about something. Uh, or the Cardinals and Blues head coach and slash manager talking. And uh, that's about it. I enjoy the show just like everyone else who listens to it. And sometimes I toss in a comment there. Someone calls me virgin and I have to respond to it. And that's just about it. Uh, the show is a, a variety show, really. It's a bunch of guys talking about whatever. It's a stream of consciousness. It's all it really is. Um, yeah, it's a good way to describe kind it, of just It's just kind of whatever comes up gets talked about. Uh, if sports, if that sports is one of them, then God bless. That's what we'll talk about. Uh, and then for the plowsy pivot, I don't know. See, because I don't know. I know I've met Darren Atkins, but I've never, like, worked with him or understood him from a day-to-day basis i don't care what people say about me on the text inbox like I, I can't quantify how little i care about someone who doesn't know me what they think about me and then for the most part all the texts are joking uh part of the show and i get that because anytime you speak into a microphone or on the text line or on the phone lines you are opening up yourself to be just both verbally, sexually harassed by the listenership, which is awesome. That's part of the greatness that is this stream of consciousness variety show. I don't see myself making a pivot where I just get banty about stuff. I'm not too banty about anything, really. So I don't know. I don't have the takes. I don't have the takes like Plowsy. I mean, he's got some takes. <laughs> I don't have the <laughs> takes. In as, as you were answering this, I just opened up Twitter. Oh, yeah, and I just the, did too. The, <laughs> And he's like, he's like motherfucking some guy who had a UCLA take. Yeah, exactly. See, I, I can't. Where did this even come from? UCLA was the independent AAU team that came in with no sponsors, no matching shoes, no film crew, following them around, played in the uh, Ox Gym their first game and made it, still made it with it all the way to the Final Four. They lost the battle, but won everyone's respect. Amazing season, fellas. And that take <laughs> led to the Plowhawk. Writing, ah, yeah, the team located in L.A. with a roster full of four-star recruits and the most titles in college basketball history. Just your everyday Cinderella story. Jesus, people, it's one of the most recognizable brands in college athletic. Get a clue, it isn't IUPUI here, the plow. That's what I couldn't, I just couldn't muster up that kind of fire. Nor, not to mention, I don't know, where do you find that person who tweeted? It's not like I have a blue, I don't have a check mark. Who is this guy, Bean? <laughs> Bean tweeted this out. Bean doesn't even have 20,000. Followers, and as, as you know, a man's worth yep. is only quantified by his Twitter followers. Yeah. But Bean, I don't know who he is, uh, but the Plowhawk found him, and uh, maybe he's a guy I should know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but either way, the Plowhawk, the Plowhawk doesn't. But the only person I see who I know who follows him is Earl Austin Jr. Yeah, Plowhawk. Uh, I had to give him. A- you have, to give, you have to give him a taste of his own medicine. Yeah, I don't see. I don't follow those kind of people. No, I don't tweet because I see no upside to tweeting because I don't go. Oh, that sucks. I hate to hear that a twenty-three-year-old already is jaded as I am. I don't see an upside because I don't care about likes and retweets. That 
doesn't help me or make me feel good about myself. So I, the only thing that can come out of Twitter is you get ratioed. That's the only real thing that happens if you tweet or just no one sees it. And that's more likely the case. So I don't really tweet. I might throw a retweet or a like out there, but I don't really tweet. So you're not going to see me give takes about that. The only thing I'm really passionate about sports wise is Missouri Tiger basketball. And I think people know what my thoughts are on that. I'm not really going to get banty about that. So there's nothing really I, I, I have a lot of just muster up some takes for. Um, I guess movie takes, but I don't ever get mad about that. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't plan on having a pivot soon. I just love to love. <laughs> I just love to love is what the man said. Yep. I, I don't, I don't see you uh, having a, uh, what was it? How was it? A plowsy pivot is what he called it, and lose all sense of innocence and get as banty as a little rooster. I don't see that coming, but I guess I couldn't have seen it coming with the plowhawk either. So mm, yeah. just because I can't see it coming, uh, doesn't mean that I don't think it, it, it will come. Um, yeah, I, th- I think a lot of the plowhawk situation is. I think I think I could help explain it to the audience. But it would require going inside the room, so yeah, to speak. I hear you. Um, so I, I, I understand it. It had nothing to do with like he just all of a sudden decided he was going to be a takesmith. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like, I'm tired of this and this and this. And then I come to work and I'm already not in a good place about this and this and this. And now the audience is jumping my ass because I said, you know, to trade Tarasenko and then the Blues won the cup, you know, yeah. which is why I said, Today, when what did Doug say? Oh, Doug asked me, uh, "Do I think the Blues are going to oh, miss the, the playoffs?" playoffs. Yeah. And my answer is yes, <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. So there's another benefit to the podcast. But I'm thinking to myself, I don't want them to miss the playoffs. No. And then if they do make the playoffs and do really well, then I'll have like dipshit A, B, and C, mm-hmm. you know, emailing me about I had no faith in the team. And unless I don't fucking know, I mean, I don't know, and I know you don't know either. I'm not talking about you, Jax. I'm talking about anybody listening. Nobody fucking knows. Yeah, I don't know. Based on what I've seen here over the last few weeks, they don't look like a team that's going to make the playoffs. But when when I was going to games in November and December of 2019 or 2018, there's no way in the world I thought they were going to win the Stanley Cup. So I'm sure I said some dumb shit too, you know. Yeah. But who who at the time was going? No, no, no. I think this team's about to win the cup. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things. If you if you're in in media or if you post on social media, the the, the upside of giving a prediction. Before you know the result, therefore it wouldn't be a prediction, is nil. So it's just one of those things. It kind of takes the fun away from it because I'd love to like, while I'm watching a game, watch it with people and then give an opinion. But it's like, oh, then it's going to lead to like, then the game ends and what I thought in the moment changed. And then it's like, look how fucking dumb that was. Wow. What do you have to say about that now? Well, it's like, well, they, they, I was wrong. That's what I have to say. And now I'm going to go off and fuck off and do something else. It's not really a big thing. Mm-hmm. But then when you're when you're then when that energy is entered into your life, you go why 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 even mess with it? Because again, what am I getting out of it? I don't know. I have friends, I have family. I don't need strangers on the internet to give me validation, nope. so I don't engage in it. Yep. Now, if somebody goes, "Hey, you know, if you get this this much interaction on social media, you're going to make, you know, another 20% 
on what you make right now, I'd fuck off on Twitter all day long. Yeah. It'd be worth it to me. But right now, the only thing I can do is lose money by tweeting. Yep. I can lose money because I'll lose my job because I'll say something that's completely harmless. But some asshole whose income or self-worth is dictated by whether or not they get people taken out is going to take me out. Or I'll make a prediction about the Blues and Vegas Golden Knights tonight and be wrong and have some asshole with a dog avatar holding me accountable about it. And I'm not interested in either thing. Nope. So fuck off. I'm not <laughs> doing it. So I'll just occasionally tweet stupid shit out just when the mood strikes me. And it'll be as local TV news as possible. It'll be as color inside the lines as possible. But my God, when I first was on Twitter... I was like, I mean, I, I, I saw it and I was like, oh my God, like I would tweet out like what I was doing. Like it was like a place to have a conversation with friends yeah. and I was doing, you know, I was doing radio at the time, but it was a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, I mean, I'm t- who was, I talked about the guy, he's like a professor at New York University. He was on real time with Bill Maher and he got all banty. Um, I really wish we'd play it, but it could lead to a political discussion. I'm not looking for that on TMA at the moment, but, um, and he got all fired up and Bill Maher and, uh, God, what's the guy's name? He used to host, he was on the daily show. I think Larry, do you know? No, no, oh, no, Larry. No. Yeah. Larry I Connors. Of, no, not Larry. Connors. Larry Connors. No, I worked with Larry Connors. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall either way, either way. They were, but Maher and him were looking I'm like, Whoa, where this guy, this guy came, he came loaded for bear, but he was right. He's like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. They don't want you to feel good about yourself. They are designed to make you feel intense insecurity. They're designed to make you have the fear of missing out. It's not there to make you feel good. These food companies are not trying to get you to buy their products to get healthy. They want you to be unhealthy because there's more money in you getting addicted to the food or telling you that if you do this, now you'll get fit and feel better. That's the game. They're not presenting solutions for happiness. They're actually presenting the problems. And I'm like, he's right on fucking target. And I see these like thirst traps on Instagram and I'm going to this. Listen, like if let me tell you something. There's a lot of focus on how unattractive I am and how attractive Anna Marie is. Mm. And I couldn't agree with everybody more on it. For real. I'm not comfortable with it. I don't I listen, I would much rather be better looking. I really, <laughs> really would. But I mean, you know, whatever. This is the hand I was dealt. I can't do anything about it. I'd love to grow taller. I'd love to grow my hair back. It'd be wonderful. But it isn't happening. The ship has sailed. I've been married to her for a decade. We have a child. It's just kind of the way things are. Okay, I get it. But let me tell you something, Jackson. If all of a sudden she was on Instagram posing for pictures of her like in her car, like, you know, doing the duck lip thing or like I'm just taking a picture of her and she's like in her bikini. I go, oh, fuck. (laughs) The hell happened here? Yeah. Like she could be the hottest woman in the world. But if that shit's going on, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I'm out out and i and and it's because why 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 is that like that for me because i'm like oh shit she's insecure as fuck and now i know i'm gonna have to be dealing with a bunch of terrible shit and i don't want any part of it you hottest woman in the world who's the hottest woman in the world i don't know i'm high on esperanza gomez right now i know nobody knows i'm talking about but that's where i am i'm really high on her i like that la serena 69 Hmm. and let's say i'm with la serena 69 
And I thought we had a wonderful relationship. And all of a sudden, La Serena 69 is posting pictures of selfies all the time to get likes from random guys in Saudi Arabia. That's not, that's, I'm like, oh, we got problems in our relationship. This isn't what I'm looking for. But that's what's going on. I feel terrible. I feel, te- I, I feel terrible, Jackson, mm-hmm. for your peers. Mm. Because I feel like that's what you have going on right now, and it's going to compound into insecurity after insecurity after insecurity. And give and listen, we got all kinds of shit in my in my peers in our forties, but we didn't have that shit. Oh yeah. And I'm so grateful we didn't have that. I, I look at my son. Really, I'm going, what the fuck's he going to be dealing with like in ten years, mm, much yeah. less twenty? I yeah. th- I part of me is like somehow something's going to happen where this shit's going to go away. Or it will become "quote unquote" uncool, but I, it also could just completely get worse. I don't know, but I mean, it's all. It, 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 tell, tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, you're 23. I'm, I love being able to get inside the mind of somebody in their early 20s on this, and maybe you just see it differently. And I'm completely wrong, but it's all about validation. Oh yeah, it's all. I, I'm talking, and I'm talking about like the attractive male or the attractive female posting like or like the guy like who really hasn't done much you know just because yeah, you know and like all of a sudden starts pontificating on how to live life and all of a sudden that guy becomes like you know a yeah. fucking pied piper uh, oh yeah. going you did well in business it doesn't make you you know yeah i've done okay in business i don't that doesn't mean i know anything i mean what the fuck do i know you oh, know yeah. so i'm not going to tell people how to live their lives and start screaming at them about it the fuck do i know yeah. i don't know i got all kinds of shit going on watching porn all the time you know, I can't hit a putt from five feet. You know, yeah, no. I, I'm not going to tell people how to live their lives. So, so when I look at this, I'm going, yeah, she is incredibly attractive, but my God, she has to be incredibly insecure. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's not the case because it's so common that I see it for what I'm seeing it, but I'm seeing it through the eyes of a 44-year-old that if like 20 years ago that was going on, I'd be like, oh, she's a... You know what I'm saying? That maybe this is so common that it isn't insecure. It's just what everybody does. Tell me. Tell me if I'm wrong. School me. Yeah, there's definitely an element to. I think validation would be more so. And, but there. I mean, it, you're right that it is so commonplace that I it, I'm desensitized to it because I've seen it for years. I'm definitely part of a very insecure generation. But I think, and I can't really speak to this confidently, but I think people are just more open about their insecurities now, whereas maybe years ago they kept it bottled up more. I can't be sure because I've only been on this earth for 23 years. But I will say that I'll notice a lot of validation that seems forced. Like if a a female were to post a picture of herself, um, you'll see a lot of comments encouraging and uh, being very, uh, the word would be complimentary. But it almost seems like they're doing it so that come when time for their post, they get the same reaction. So that's like a currency. I'll like your post if you like my post. Yeah, I see that. Wow. I see that a lot. I see that a lot. I've I haven't posted on Instagram in a long time just because like I don't know. People know what I look like. I don't really. I don't. I don't need. I don't. You know. I don't take a lot of pictures with things that are interesting. All I do is I post. I really should just have my like a private account for like the you know whatever friends and family, like close friends uh-huh. and family because I'm just say, I'm, it's really just like a place to save stuff. Yeah, it's it's you like know? it's an online photo book. You that's know? that exactly right. Yeah, and that's all I'm doing now on these things. Yeah, I see no like 
I don't know. I take pictures with my nieces, and it's like, oh, I love this picture, but I don't, I don't. Does it? Does like my buddy who I was like roommates with in Florida need to see it? Like, does he? Yeah, if anything, with, like, the weird shit that gets written about my wife, you know, yeah. like, I don't, you know, I mean, I really should, I don't know. I just, I just don't ever see, you know, I don't know. I For social media, for me, it's just, like, I've been so turned off by, I'd like to see the breakdown of, on Twitter, the percentage of real accounts and percentage of burners. Because that would be intriguing. Yeah, it'd be hard. It'd be probably impossible. Like if somebody's going to really out. like critique something, very rarely is it coming like a real harsh criticism is coming from some form of an anonymous account, whether yep. it be a fake Facebook account, fake Twitter account, fake Instagram account. I mean, it's and it's, and then that's cowardice. So you're mm-hmm. intending to try to hurt somebody, but you're doing it from a fake account. I mean, don't, you know, I don't know. I, I, I listen. I want. I, I really was hoping, in a way, that you could point out how I'm off on this. And I'm not saying that I. And not just because you couldn't means I'm right. Uh-huh. I just see it and I go, "This is," you know. I all. I think from a bigger picture perspective, a more important perspective, you can't tell me that discourse. I, I, I can only speak to the United States. I don't know about around the world. I would imagine around the world, but I'm sure there are plenty of places where Twitter and Instagram aren't even on the you know map, so to speak. Um, but uh, the discourse has improved because of social media. Hmm. It's it's absolutely hasn't. It's it, it's not. It, it, it people go into their bubbles, and then people who speak something that seems just outlandish because it's from outside their bubble, then they get attacked. So all it is is reaffirmation on what you think inside of the bubble with whom you associate, and then you attack people who don't think that way. So it is awful. It is awful. And I'm in awe, I've said this now for a couple of years, Jackson, well before you were part of the show, that h- how is it that the people who say the thing that may be cancelable here in 2021 are held to a standard where they get canceled, but then the people who are like 10 times as vile in the comments, mm-hmm. they're not canceled. Oh, like no. what? What? So like, if you have like a you know income or following that you get canceled, but the other people don't, and I guess that's why they create the burner account so they can take them out. There's yep. outrage on Twitter. There's backlash on Twitter. How is that? How is that? No, I know no one can explain that because it's just absolutely false. It's a it's a double standard. It's bullshit. Yeah. But that's where it is. So I I I look at it and it's just it's a it's it's an insecurity fa- like and I read like these vapid like like my statement thing like oh hope you're you know I'm like. You know, just like some kind of like politically correct, like jerk me off, give me like statement. I'm just like, oh, I feel badly. I truly feel badly. But then I, here's here's and I mean, by that, I mean, I feel badly because people need that. Yeah, that's what I feel badly about. But here is the other side of it. I feel even worse because people feel like they can't really say what they're thinking for fear of being taken out. Yep. That to me actually has bigger impact. Now, insecurity, insecurity, the byproduct of insecurity, take your pick of whatever thing you would want to use that is a negative. I think that's where insecurity comes from. You can start with religion and start filtering on down. But as far as what it's like when people don't feel like they can say what they're really thinking for repercussions, even if are like, well, I think I'm a good person, but I don't understand this. Oh, my God, look at this fucking guy, you know, and then all of a sudden they're taken out. That's... That, to me, is when people are afraid to be honest 
because they're worried they'll be punished. And I think that's where we are. I think that's where we are. Yeah. Fucked up. All right. I've gone on and on and on. And I think my wife has returned with her son. And therefore, it's time for me to uh, to shut it down. I told her uh, 1230. Uh, it's 1255. How long do we go, Jackson? Uh, about an hour and 40 minutes. How about that? God, I could have I gone like three more hours. Easily. I got something wrong. <laughs> I really, I mean, it's, I wonder what that's about. I'll, there's another one. What do you think's going on there? Hey, here's Jameson. There's Jameson. Can you say hi? <laughs> oh, he won't say hi. He was, he was present on Ravy's podcast. He was. He was, he was giving he was, answers uh, left and active. right. Talking Tommy, Tommy Fleet Fleet. Takes. He had takes. Yeah, he's a takesmith. <laughs> he's a burgeoning takesmith. All right, we will uh, shut it down. Um, thank you to Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Thank you to James Carlton, Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, carltoninsurance.net. Thank you to Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, evergreenstl.com. Thank you to Seth Goldcamp, Design Air Heating and Cooling, designairservice.com. Thank you to Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at Munganess, stlouisacura.com. And AltonToyota.com and Jim Rogers now with American Environmental and Restoration One of CentralStLouis.com. For Action Jackson, Virgin Pringle Sauce Boss, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Questions from the Audience for April 5th, 2021 on the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios on the Inside STL Podcast Network. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.